Hey guys, what's up? We are back here at the Process Podcast, and I am joined by our nutrition services coach and uh, nutrition coach, Sean. He's going to be joining us today uh, from a remote location, talking about all things whole food versus supplementing, and we're going to really dive into that topic today. Uh, as for those of you guys who don't know, we recently added the nutrition services uh, program, so that way we could help our clients further dive into their nutrition, their fitness, uh, and kind of building that well-rounded program for our athletes. And then just to give other people an outlet to have that, that counsel, that, that, uh, uh, that person that, they, that can advise them, that can help them, that can talk to them about how to adjust their behaviors, their habits, their food to help them hit their goals, whether that's combined with fitness or not. So without further ado, we're going to dive in here and talk today with Sean. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Good, Logan. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, man. And we are going to dive straight in. The topic that I want to cover, obviously with nutrition, as you know, we could dive into tons of different rabbit holes with nutrition. And what I want to start doing for this podcast is just giving people uh, one solid topic to really dive into and focus on. And then obviously over next and future podcasts, we can take one little simple topic and dive into that. Um, you know, taking maybe questions that our, our, our viewers have and our listeners have, or maybe even our, our current athletes or just the commonality we see between those and dive into that. But today what I really wanted to dive into with you was obviously something that you and I have both talked about. We hear a lot, which is, this word called supplementation and what that means, what that looks like, how does that compare to like actually eating and whole food and, and digestion and, and the actual art of eating and what that, what really comes with that. So first I just want to kind of ask you like, what is your kind of overall, uh, your overall view of like whole foods? Like what is, what is whole foods to you? So to me, whole food is, really kind of it's, it's what you eat it's what you know comes out of the ground it's your lean proteins it's things that uh, were formerly alive uh, and have been um, produced for human consumption so your chickens your beefs your turkeys etc um, and then you know your vegetables things that are not processed things that you know, you can see where they were made. So in that case, we're talking about, you know, our fruits and our vegetables where you can point at the tree or point at the spot on the in the ground where uh, that came from. And we're not talking about our pastas or our macaroni and cheeses where you're looking at the craft factory to see where something was made. We're talking, uh, talking about things that are from the earth, um, things that live on the earth. Yeah, that's pretty good. I heard uh, somebody say this once where they said that, you know, everything that you choose to put in your mouth for food and consumption should be once either was swimming in the ocean, running on the ground or growing out of the earth. What do you think about that? Absolutely. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, right. I was like, I was like, man, that couldn't be any more simple. Now, you kind of delineated right there the difference between like what whole food is, what processed food is, what what is kind of the breakdown that you see maybe this is in general or with the people that, you know, are coming to you or us for nutrition advice? Like what is the breakdown between like processed food and whole food that you kind of see people eating? Yeah. So when you're talking about your processed foods, you're talking about, um, 
you know, things that are made in factories, things that are, um, you know, formerly whole foods. Cause they, I mean, at some point everything has to start with a whole food theoretically. Um, and then it's processed, um, fillers, chemicals, um, different things are added. So you really lose the whole food and you're introducing, uh, a lot of extra chemicals to the body. You're introducing a lot of, uh, in a lot of cases, a lot of extra, um, bad fat, um, bringing in a lot of things that the body doesn't need. Um, and then obviously you don't really have any control over how that was produced or where that came from. Mm -hmm. And would you say too, like, not only are they having to put things in, right? Like while they're making these things like pop tarts or whatever the other case might be, but to also make them, let's say more, uh, the increase in their shelf life and all these other things that they are trying to do to one, make it taste a lot better, whatever the case might be. Right. They're also probably taking out important things we need too, right? Like vitamins, minerals, nutrients, all of those. Yeah, absolutely. That's why when you're looking at that pop tart container and it, and if no one's ever read a pop tart container label, stop by the next time you're at the grocery store. It's terrifying. Um, the amount of stuff that they had to put in and there's very little, real stuff in there even when you're talking about your you know fruit flavored uh pop tarts it's all synthetic fruit flavors made with real fruit that's what it says on the box i'm sure it is at some point you know maybe one percent yeah yeah it's like as long as they can say that it's like and it goes on the label it's already there you know yeah um but yeah okay so we kind of know what the difference is between like whole foods what processed foods are where can you Obviously, you probably hear this a lot, but like whenever you go through a grocery store, right? Whole foods are typically around the sides where processed foods are typically right in the middle. Do you find that to be the case? Yeah, absolutely. I've noticed that with my own personal shopping, we go out to the one side, kind of cut up and then go around the back and then down the other side. And that's where you're finding all of your whole foods. Um, You know, the thing to kind of look at when you're thinking about whole foods, they're typically refrigerated. Um, because they, they can't just sit on a shelf. Um, they're in your, the coolers, they're in the freezers. Um, in the case of most vegetables, they're in the misters. Um, so, you know, you're, you're talking about things that probably need to be kept cold or they're going to go bad mm-hmm. uh, pretty quick. I mean, obviously, you know, excluding your ice creams and stuff that are <laughs> obviously processed and frozen, but, um, you know, I mean, when you're talking about fruits and vegetables, most of the time frozen is just as good as fresh. If, yeah. if not for anything but convenience. Yeah. And you kind of talked about that a little bit. I want to kind of dive off into that. You said, you know, fruits and vegetables, what all kind of makes up whole food? I know you kind of mentioned it, or, you know, we kind of talked about before going over, like it was running on the earth, it was grown from the ground or it was swimming in the sea. But what, what are kind of some good examples for people? Cause I'm sure that they might see something if they don't already know if it's whole or if it's processed but what are, what are some good indicators of knowing that that food, or maybe you can give some examples of whole foods versus processed foods. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, kind of kicking off with what I already said, your whole foods, um, around the outside of your grocery store, um, usually in a cooler, uh, need to be kept cool or frozen, uh, to main, to be viable for an extended period of time. Um, so when you're talking about, you know, fruits and vegetables, that does t- typically tend to exclude your canned ve- fruits and vegetables. Um, they put a lot of stuff in there, um, especially with the canned fruits. I'll put some of the, the sweetened syrups in there. Um, and I mean, that 
that syrup by itself is terrible. Um, and then, you know, that's soaked in the vegetables and the fruits. And then you're basically just eating processed syrup, soaked fruits and vegetables at that point. Um, definitely the frozen vegetables are good. Um, you know, kind of looking at your, when you're talking about like your heads of lettuce, your asparagus, your spinach, stuff like that. Um, you know, stuff you can buy by the head, like you can buy broccoli and you get the entire crown mm-hmm. and then, you know, you have to go home you have to cut it up yourself. Um, your cucumbers are coming whole. You got to go home cut them up yourself. Um, you know, things like that, things you got to use a knife to um, be able to eat typically. Yeah. Gotcha. And then obviously like when it comes to like any source of meat and you even said like frozen is still a good option, right? Like meats. Yeah that are frozen versus fresh in the counter. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, especially when it comes to meat, um, you know, if we're talking deli meat, cause I know that's a convenient option for a lot of people. A lot of people give that to your kids. Um, the pre bagged stuff that's, um, like Oscar Mayer bologna, um, not nearly the stuff that comes prepackaged, not nearly as good as having to go up to the deli counter and saying, Hey, I need a pound of, oven roasted turkey um, they're cutting it right off the they're cutting it fresh that is leaps and bounds better than anything that's in the bag um and then you know your frozen stuff um you know like everything especially when it comes to meat you gotta be careful um just making sure they're not putting a bunch of fillers in there or preservatives to make it last longer um mm-hmm. but definitely you know most of your meat um probably pretty good at least when you're talking whole cuts of meat yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm like kind of going around the grocery store in my head, you know, we always go, like you said, through the, the vegetable fruit section. And then from there kind of travel up to the meats and then around to like more of the dairy, the eggs, yeah. the, the stuff like that. Um, and then kind of, like you said, wrapping around all the way back down to the aisles or the, the checkout. So, okay. we got a good idea of kind of what whole food is, what it looks like, where you can find it in the grocery store, obviously what you can look like, what it can look like, right? Not always in the boxes that are stacked perfectly nice and neat right next to each other. And they're always there in stock. Um, and like we kind of talked about before, how, whenever you get to work with nutrition clients, what is kind of the, the first thing or like the main thing that you really help them with pertaining to getting more whole food in or looking at whole foods differently? So the one thing uh, I try to stress with a lot of my clients, especially initially, um, and especially if they're coming from a um, non-restrictive meal plan, so they were basically eating whatever they wanted, was to kind of look at your plate. Um, So the great thing about a lot of uh, whole fruits and whole vegetables is that they're colorful. So uh, one thing I try to do and one thing I try to stress with a lot of my clients is to make your plate as colorful as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, I try to get two or three different colors uh, on my plate at any given time. The more colors you're getting, the better. Um, Not only because, you know, it's fresh, but then your, those colors are also indicators of different uh, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, other micronutrients that your body needs as well. Cool. Now looking at, whole food, you kind of mentioned the thing about like micronutrients right there. Can you eat as much of it as you want because it's whole food and it's not processed? Uh, I wish that were true. <laughs> um, usually you can eat more um, because, you know, your caloric content is going to be lower. Uh, if you're a macro person, your macros are going to be lower, um, especially when, it, when you're talking about like carbs, just because 
you don't have all those fillers, which are typically very carbohydrate heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, you still need to be mindful of your portion size. Absolutely. Um, you can't just go to the store and pick up a 16 ounce steak every night and eat that two or three meals a day and expect to have any sort of uh, success when it comes to a nutrition plan. Um, so absolutely still need to be mindful of, um, the total caloric content that you're bringing in on a daily basis. Yeah. I think it's a really good thing. Cause it's like, you know, a lot of people kind of have that, that maybe mentality of, you know, I'm eating since I'm eating healthier, right. With quotes around that I'm eating whole foods. I should be able to maybe have more of it now. Right. Cause like if they go from a very processed, um, maybe even very restrictive diet, right. And now they try to switch over to more of a whole food approach. They might need to have, you know, or feel more full. And so to have that happen, obviously they might want to eat more and think that it's okay, but like calories still count whether it's processed or whole food. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And the great thing about uh, a lot of vegetables, especially is that their caloric value and their macro value are incredibly low for a very high volume. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can fill your plate with, uh, squash and zucchini and some broccoli and cauliflower and get a good sized piece of chicken on there. And you're going to feel pretty full when you're done with that for not a huge hit calorically. Yeah. I was gonna say that meal that you just described right there alone is already like low carb, low fat, high protein, you yeah. know, still getting in a lot of good micronutrients and fiber obviously too from the vegetables. Yep. So that's good. That's easy. I like it. Um, all right. So let's talk about this. Obviously, we want to try to, we, we kind of defined and we talked a lot about what whole food was. Now, what is supplementing? I think a lot of times people put the, the cart before the horse in terms yeah. of like, I want to get to my results. I want to, you know, gain five pounds of muscle, lose five pounds of fat, whatever the case might be. They want to get there faster. So what they think is that, well, I'm going to go to GNC or I'm going to order $300 worth of supplements from this website that was promoting that I lose this much weight or gain this much muscle mass. Like what, what is supplementing supplementation and supplements? What are, what, what is that? Yeah. So we'll kind of start off with supplements and supplements are anything that you are taking into your body that is typically uh, meant to replace either a meal or some portion of, um, your calories or macros for the day. So when we're talking about supplements, we're talking about our creatines, uh, our proteins, any types of whey, casein, uh, micellar, anything like that. Um, you know, your uh, green antioxidant superfoods um, that we're seeing a lot pop up now. Uh, any um, vitamins that you're taking, um, if you're taking a multivitamin, fish oil. Um, so, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about where we're talking about supplements where, you know, supplementing is, um, typically intentionally replacing part of your, uh, daily calories or daily macros with a, um, well, I think in here, um, a I guess synthetic macro really. Um, yeah. so, you know, a lot of these things are, um, you know, tested and they're clean and they're good. Uh, but the flip side is that they also, you know, to get to that point have to be highly processed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
So let me ask you this. Does this happen a lot where let's say somebody has this goal of like, I got to get shredded by my wedding or I got to do this and I got to do that. So they start to switch their nutrition over to whole food and then also add supplementation on top of that. Like, could they still be in a caloric deficit, right? Like can, can those two things synergistically help each other or by doing both things, will that hurt? Um, you can absolutely do both. Um, I think, you know, being that we both coach, we find very few people who aren't taking um, either creatine or a post-workout shake or a pre-workout of some sort. Um, you can absolutely exist in a caloric deficit while taking one or all of those things. Um, you know, you just have to be mindful and make sure that that's accounted for in your plan because there are calories in all of those things. Um, and especially if you're, um, if your whey protein tastes like fruity pebbles, then, you know, you definitely need to be mindful of something like that because you're probably talking a nice chunk of, uh, calories, carbs, you know, they got to put something in there to make it taste that good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's probably easy too to maybe put an extra half scoop or an extra scoop in there just because you like the flavor of it too. Yeah, absolutely. How much extra, like you said, calories it might be adding. Now, let me ask you this. What would you end up saying to a client? Cause I'm sure you get this all the time. Whenever they ask you about supplements, like where do you, where do you start with them? If they, if they come to you asking, Hey, what should I take? How much of this should I take? What do you recommend? What do you, what do you talk to them about first? Yeah. So the first thing um, we look at is how they're eating already. Um, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, um, you know, if you're taking supplements, but you're eating McDonald's three, three, you know, if you're taking whey protein, for instance, and you're still eating McDonald's three meals a day, um, it's like putting a sports car engine into a, 989 Ford Taurus. Um, not really going to get you anywhere. Um, you got to see the benefits from eating the whole food first. So, you know, we're talking about getting to the point where we're eating clean. Um, you know, your, your foods are whole, um, sticking to the outside of the grocery store. You're eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruits, a lot of non-processed meats. Um, and then kind of seeing where they're at calorically. Um, and if they're on a macro based plan, um, how they're at mat where they're at macro wise as well. Um, and you know, then we kind of talk about, uh, are there way, is there no possible way for you to maybe increase the size of your chicken or your fish or your, what have you, your protein size. And we're talking about supplementing with protein. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, first we want to be able to bring in those whole protein sources. You're not only getting the protein out of the turkey or the chicken, uh, you're getting all the other uh, things from that as well that you wouldn't be getting from a whey shake. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good kind of place to start with people is to remind them that like supplementing is, uh, you know, supplementing is literally the act of supplementing in place of something that you're maybe not getting right. Not necessarily, uh, uh, not necessarily to do on top of something else, right? Like a spell like, or to cover up something else I should say, right? Like, yeah. Like you need to be able to address the cause of why you gained that weight in the first place versus just trying to clean it up or cover it up with just like some fast acting supplements, supposedly fast acting, acting yeah. supplements, you know? Yeah. Um, so what are like some of the big st like stigmas or like, what are some of the big things that you talk about with your clients after 
with, about supplements after you guys start talking about like, well, what are they currently eating? Yeah. So, um, kind of once we get to the point where, you know, we're talking about supplements and we've kind of looked at their daily meals and we've said, okay, you know, you're feeling incredibly full after this meal. Like you're an eight out of 10 on the, on the fullness scale. Um, you know, it would be probably a bad idea for you to try to add any more food to that meal. Um, maybe eating another meal during the day doesn't work for whatever reason. Um, you know, you've got a crazy work schedule or it's just hard to know when you're going to have uh, time to actually sit down and have a meal. Um, you know, at that point we'll start talking about, you know, maybe what, so we'll say proteins your issue um, because pro it's, it's hard to hit with the Americanized diet. It's hard to get the amount of protein we need mm -hmm. uh, just based on the amount of processed food we eat. So, you know, we're talking at that point we're talking, um, I like a good whey protein. Um, one of the things I always stress is looking at the label to see a, how many carbs are in it. Um, and how much sugar is in it or how much added sugar is in it. Um, because like I said earlier, a lot of those, um, a lot of the whey proteins that we're seeing nowadays, uh, have been incredibly enhanced because people need to take their protein. Absolutely. But they're adding in a bunch of sugar, a bunch of fillers to make it taste good so that people will drink it. People will buy it. Um, but I'll, I mean, again, you're not doing anything if you're taking in, 10 or 15 grams of sugar to take in 20 or 25 grams of protein. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And what are some other supplements that you think are worth it? Like, like, cause I know that there's, you know, you could spend an ungodly amount of supplement uh, money on supplements, but what ones would you think, or what are the top few that you think are actually worth purchasing? Yeah. So, uh, I personally take four, um, yeah, so I take four. Um, I have a good whey protein uh, that I like, absolutely delicious. Um, very low carb, no added sugar. Um, creatine, um, definitely something that if you are interested in creatine, it's worth the conversation. Um, there are some differing opinions on creatine that you're going to get bulky, you're going to retain a lot of water weight. Um, you know, take that for what it is. Um, so I like a good creatine. Um, just started with uh, CBD oil, actually, just mixing that into a daily smoothie um, for recovery benefits, because that's not really something you're going to bring in anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and then, protein. Like, what would you say about like a multivitamin? Um, I'd say if you're eating a well-balanced plate, it's probably not necessary. Um, when it comes to, you know, supplementing with pills, one thing I would recommend is a good fish oil or an omega-3. Um, the Americanized diet, the Westernized diet is very high in omega-6s. Um, and, you know, you got to get that ratio as close to two to one as you can. Um, and just with the kind of the way we eat and the way we've been conditioned to eat over hundreds of years now, uh, hitting that ratio, uh, is difficult without supplementing with extra fish oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I can totally agree there. And what, let me, let me ask you this. We talked about like the, the couple you described right there. You never even touched on stuff like a pre-workout, a post-workout, uh, a fat loss, hyper yep. fat loss pill, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, like you didn't talk about those. I would kind of look at that as like, 
you know, you have health supplements, which I think we kind of touched on a little bit right there. And then we also touched on, but we never touched on like sports supplements, which, which I think are probably like pushed maybe more than the health supplements. Maybe the health supplements are getting more of a turnaround now, but I think like back in the day, you know, even a couple of years ago, sports supplements were probably pushed more to even like the average gym goer, right? That's just looking yeah. Get there to get a little bit healthier and to lose a little bit of weight, but those were pushed. Now, what are the difference between like sports and health? And can you give us some examples of those? Absolutely. So, you know, your sports supplements, you're looking for something that's going to improve your performance uh, in the gym, in athletics, um, what have you. You're basically looking for increased performance there. Um, so, you know, at that point, you're kind of talking about creatine. Um, you're talking about your um, pre-workouts so which is basically it's a caffeine stimulant um and anything else along those lines that kind of gives you an edge in performance uh and then you know your health supplements are the other things to bring you to a healthier life so at that point we're talking you know our whey proteins things that the body needs Mm -hmm. and do you think that people should or could still take sports supplements even if they're just, let's say, looking to lose five pounds of fat, but retain as much muscle as they can. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the great things about building a lot of muscle is that one, the more muscle you have, the more calories you're naturally going to burn. Um, so some of these sports supplements are a great way to put on a little bit more muscle. You know, you're going to look a little bit better. The muscles are going to, the muscle you have, uh, is going to build up a little bit. It's going to look a little bit more defined. Um, and then you're going to be able to burn a little, burn some more calories uh, during your workouts. And then just, you know, when you're sleeping, you know, your body's naturally going to have to expend more energy to maintain that. Cool. I like that. So like in, in a nutshell, what would you say uh, is kind of like, or, or let, let me ask you this way. If, or, or the, you know, do you have any testimonials of any of your clients that you're, you've been working with right now? that have used supplements, let's say maybe ones that you referred out, how they could mix it with their whole food approach that they've seen results from? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a couple um, women who are uh, new mothers um, and working mothers. So, you know, one of the big things there is making sure you're getting enough protein, um, especially when you're nursing, you're, you know, giving, you're working for you and the baby. So making sure that, you know, you're supplementing, um, and, you know, finding a protein that's good for you. And I've seen, uh, she's had great results, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just supplementing, um, not even with a full amount of protein a day, just a half amount. Um, just because, you know, you don't want, especially when you're nursing, you want to keep it to as clean as, as clean and natural as possible for both you and baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so definitely, yeah. So she's definitely, you know, felt some improvements. Uh, she's seen great improvements on the scale, great improvements, um, measurement wise, great improvements, uh, in her week to week progress pictures. Awesome. Sean, I think that is a, that's a good way to kind of wrap that quick one up here. Want to leave it short and sweet, but is there anything you want to leave the listeners with? Um, trust your, trust the process. Uh, make sure your process. Yeah. Trust the whole food process. Make sure you're reading those labels and, um, some of those labels are probably going to surprise you the next time you take a look at them. Yep. I think that's a good, where a good place to start. And if you obviously have any questions, you can reach out to uh, the process or Sean directly and we can get you guys started with the consultation.
Thanks, John. Thanks, Logan.